The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. From days long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. It came here, the Fandom Nexus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast! Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. Hello, hello! I, I, I turned British again, I don't know why. I, didn't I do that last week? <laughs> uh, you did a couple weeks ago at least. I don't know, I just, I watch too many British gaming YouTube channels, that's the problem. And I get it in my head. <laughs> but hello, hello! Uh, so yes, we're back, you got like two episodes last week, and you even get me back again this week. How lucky are you? And guess what, I didn't come along, because Lost Boy Phil is here as well. Hello! Hello. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, and he is right now recovering. I hope it looks like you're recovering pretty well from a yeah, minor procedure today. Yep. So feeling pretty good after having that done? Yeah, not too bad. I'm, I'm sore. I'm, I have a pain in the neck. <laughs> hey, we're not talking about uh, me. No, not talking about you at all or anybody else. Uh, they, they they had a, to cut my chest, and I guess it's connected to this uh, uh, close to my neck and that my muscles in my neck are really, really sore. But I'll be okay, you know. It's it just the way it is. I'll be, I'll be okay in a few days. Well, that's good. So yeah, it's a, a minor surgery. You probably got to stay awake the whole time too, didn't you? Uh, actually, I was awake through most of the day, but I don't remember a lot of that because they had had me on this weird half awake, half asleep drug. And, oh wow! Uh, <laughs> and so as well, they they t- they eventually had to wake me up mostly completely, and because uh, I did feel them poking and prodding a little bit there, Ugh. but uh, not not so much. I felt it. I mean, it was numb, but. But I can feel the needle kind of. They had to. I have a thing called deep brain stimulator in my in my head to help me with my seizures, and they had to change the battery today. So <laughs> he's getting a new battery. He's officially an Android. That's, I or Cyborg. They had to give me a couple of new controllers to help with it too. So basically, there is a uh, a little chip in there to to help control it a little more, which is interesting. <laughs> Well, now that the music has ended, I, I realize I haven't really previewed the show. Today, we're going to be talking all about uh, Lightyear later on. In fact, I've brought a Buzz Lightyear fan on, James Kennison from That Story Show. Uh, he's a huge Buzz Lightyear fan, and we will hear from him later on in the show to talk about his fandom of Buzz Lightyear. Uh, as well, you know, I haven't really edited the, that clip down yet, but, I'm, I, you know, it's... Uh, we kind of meandered and talked about everything, and I kept trying to steer us back to Buzz Lightyear, but we get to talking about all kinds of stuff. We were just having conversation, and it was just good stuff. So I'm probably going to leave most of it all in there. But uh, yeah, so we're, we're going to start out talking about some Buzz Lightyear, and he's got some fun stories about different uh, Buzz Lightyear toys that he has collected. And then, of course, we're going to meander and talk about a lot of different stuff. But also, that means we have our review of Lightyear and a lot of other different fun things. So make sure you stay tuned to the very end of the show, because you'll miss out otherwise. Besides, I know you haven't had your fill of me yet because you still downloaded this episode. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but now we dive into the, what we call the host chatter. I actually do not have anything for what have you been watching. I was trying to think, is there anything different that I watched? I mean, I, I watched an episode of Ms. Marvel, but I guess we talked about that last week. And, uh, I mean, Obi-Wan is still entertaining. So <laughs> Yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. I, yeah. In fact, I, I rewatched the recent episodes, last two episodes today, because... Uh, my nephew, one of my nephews, uh, 
the last one he watched was episode three. So I, I rewatched episode four and, and five today. That was a lot of fun. I yeah. enjoyed that. And uh, tomorrow, this being Tuesday, when I'm while we're recording this, tomorrow is the last episode. The penultimate. And the ultimate. I'm looking forward to that. It, 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 so far, it's really good. Yeah. I really now, love it. One thing I do uh, I have to disagree with some people that I've seen that say that, uh, what's her name, Deborah Chow, who's been the director of these episodes, they're saying, oh, yeah. she's just the greatest Star Wars director, and I hope she does more. I, I have to disagree with that because I, I cannot stand the use of shaky cam. And anytime oh, there's an yeah. action sequence, she starts shaking that camera around, and I can't stand it. I'm like, this does not fit in with Star Wars, having this shaky camera. She is a good director as far as story-wise. She's done a pretty good job with yeah. that. I mean, well, uh, but she didn't write the story, so if you're enjoying the no, story, it's just it, – you basically, but, but, for a director, you got to say, how well are they managing to tell the story uh, overall with, you know – the tools that she's well, working with the directing so, of the story yeah. that she's done so far she's keeping me in, in it yeah um i uh yeah, I if, if you get good performances it. out of the actors you're a good director yeah and and i'll tell you they're doing good um i like where they're going with this so far i'm looking forward to seeing this last one and there's possibility of uh from what i understand that they're talking at least with Ian mcgregor is talking about maybe doing another season we shall see we'll see uh, yeah yeah it all depends on how it ends first of all yeah, you have to find another excuse, I guess, maybe to get Obi-Wan off planet so they never figure out that he's hiding out on Tatooine. <laughs> yeah, the only thing we know for sure, and I hope I'm not ruining things for anyone, the only thing we know for sure is he has got to know and talk to Luke a little because by the time you yeah. get to episode four, Luke knows who he is. I yeah. mean, it's not like he's his best pal hey, at yeah. all, but he, he's he familiar with him. him existing at least. Yeah, and so by the time he's a late teen, early 20s, yeah. he at least knows of him. Oh, I know him. So he's at least a neighbor that he's seen a few times somewhere. Yeah. He at least knows he's there. I'm, I'm sure probably Uncle Owen has said, yeah, you just stay away from that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that might be his whole familiarity. Yeah. So he's at least, yeah. uh, well, old Herman. So, uh, but he's at least had to have met him by then. We know that because they talked like he knew him. He wasn't like someone I just heard of, you know, he, he knows of him. You know, he's like maybe someone he sees every few once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Knows that he exists in some fashion. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. maybe we'll see something in the next episode here. This, who knows? Yeah. Maybe we'll set up another season, a possibility at yeah, least. Possibility. All right, so I got a couple Darth of things. Darth Vader's been my favorite so far. Sorry, yeah. Darth Vader's been my favorite. I, James Earl Jones. I, look, I'm glad that they have other people who can do the voice pretty well. But man, you just can't beat that James Earl Jones. Man. No he kidding. Just, oh man, he's great. Yes, indeedy. And it's nice Hayden gets to put the suit on and stuff. So. Oh, and, and you know Hayden's been doing it, and uh, not just as Darth, but when he goes into being Anakin and all that. I yeah. really, really got a kick. I've, fifth episode so far is my favorite. Yeah. It's it's just each episode's like a little better than the previous one. Yeah, it, one thing I like though is that each one has its, its own uh, richness to it, mm -hmm. its own um, basically a backstory, and you get to learn a little more about. And there's some characters that you, you get to learn something like, oh, I really like that one. I like that person. Or I like a little more, and I really like that that you get to to. Because I think one of the problems with fans of something it doesn't just have to be Star Wars, but we get to believing that we already know all there is to know and that oh, don't mess with what I love. You might mess it up. And that, and let's be honest, sometimes that happens in our own little mind. But uh, if sometimes if we just go in there and go for the ride, sometimes you might walk away irritated or whatever. But sometimes you w walk away thinking, you know what? Not only was that not so bad, that gives me a little bit of something more to enjoy. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, usually, but you know, you got to be careful sometimes because sometimes oh, they yeah. do you they do wanna, break it, and sometimes agendas get involved a little too much yeah. and kind of wrecks it. I've already and seen that. This in, has had a little bit of agenda, but they haven't overdone it. It's been a pretty yeah, good balance so far. I've already seen that so much in this so far. As far as this Star Wars thing, so much. Well, except but, for when Obi Wan is completely inept, even though he's fought through the Clone Wars, been through so many different missions that he's completely inept on a spy mission, drops names, and is constantly being rescued by women, even if she's ten years old. I didn't even see that so much. What that I saw second was, episode, when, the entire yeah, second when, episode, when he's I completely saw, inept. What I saw in that was more or less. What he had done was he allowed his fear and everything to overwhelm him. And that happens to me in life. It, it, of course, it's not a Jedi thing, but I allow that to happen to me at times when I allow my emotions to overcome me. And so I could connect with it in the sense that uh, I'm not trying to get deep here, but I'm just saying we, if we allow our emotions to overcome us, we become almost inept ourselves mm-hmm. because we don't go forward. <laughs> well, as a uh, guy who's a former Jedi Master, he should not be given into fear because fear is a path to the dark side. That's exactly right. So but, fear should not be a factor. But but that's, but that's he did because he had gotten out of the practice. It's just like uh, almost anything you get out of practice and whether it be exercise or whatever else, uh, you aren't what you once were. <laughs> it happens, unfortunately. But to that degree, it was. I, I, I smelt the agenda. It was there. Definitely. But anyways, I do want to move on to what we've been playing this week. Because, Well, okay, I've got a couple things to mention for games on what I've been playing, but oh, there's yeah. definitely one oh, we got to yeah. talk about. But uh, the first yeah. one, I uh, well, I'll, the PS Plus now, I'm not sure what they call I guess it's 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 like a major version of PS Plus. For PlayStation Plus, uh, they launched their new membership program last week on Monday. And now that I have access to a bunch of classic games and a lot of even uh, PlayStation games, so I was able to sit down and start playing the Spider-Man Miles Morales game, which I think I mentioned last week that I was uh, getting to play with I that think one. So. so I'm still playing with that and having a good old time. Uh, there is, uh, I don't want to get too dove into it, but there was one a blatant virtue signal moment that I've I've gone by that I had to roll my eyes at a little bit. Uh, but overall, still pretty good game, and I, I've I've noted that Miles doesn't quite feel the same as Peter, and it took us some getting used to his, his, his timing, his, his rhythm of how he fights is a little different. And so, yeah, so he's, he's just unique enough, you know, to, to keep it to where I, I have to relearn some things uh, on playing the game, despite having platinum the previous Spider-Man game. Uh, I like when they do that. They make it original almost. Yeah, they did. They made it very original. He's even, of course, got his own individual theme song that fits more with his personality, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah. So it's it's been pretty cool. Uh, what's, what's, what I do find very interesting is uh, they do try to deal with the fact that um, it's weird that there are two Spider-Man, which I've been saying for a long time. I was like, look, okay, if we're going to bring Miles in, can we give him a different name? Why is he also Spider-Man? Does that even make sense? And it doesn't. Spider guy, spider guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you don't want to call him Spider Boy or whatever, you know, uh, you well, they did with a different have it name. one time. Remember? Yeah. Uh, not really, but yeah, not that I don't recall it, but uh, you know, but something like that because, but it keeps being addressed in the game, and I kind of find it funny every time someone's just like, you know, it's kind of weird. So we're supposed to call you Spider Man as well? What? Yeah, yeah. Have, you're the other Spider Man. They have Spider Boy on the DC Marvel uh, um, amalgam. It was a uh, oh. Superboy and Spider-Man combined, and I loved it. It was great. I did not see any of those amalgams, things like that. Oh, it was great. It was like Superboy had Spider-Man's mask, but it was only from the nose up or, or, or just above the nose. So it was more like glasses with a little bit of the mask on the sides, and he had his hair showing on the top. And it was kind of fun. It was 
And of course, he was super powered of all get out, but it was a lot of fun. He had the leather jacket on and everything. <laughs> it was pretty great. It's Superboy. <laughs> but now the other game that what have we been playing this week? Oh, and yeah. This is a big one. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge released last Thursday. Was it? Yeah, I guess yeah, last Thursday. Oh, my gosh. I've been having so much fun playing with this thing. I've, I've played through the story mode. I've hopped on arcade mode with like six other people. Well, I know five other people, a total of six. And I've played it through six ways to Sunday now. My gosh. And I haven't got to play with you that very much, cause, although we did learn the... Uh, uh, we were on your system when we when you do the high five to share health or whatever all the the cheer up you're supposed to be able to get an achievement for doing it three times to another player but it only gave it to you because we were on your system so uh, we're gonna have to have you uh, remote into my system or something so I can get that achievement as well either we'll play online but that's specifically though why I got a went ahead and, well other than playing the classic games but why I went ahead and have an online account now so I could play online with you on the Ninja Turtles. That's so. a fun game. I enjoyed it. It really took me back. Oh, yeah. So we, remember, we used to go to the arcade. Oh, remember, yeah. Now, young folks probably don't remember any of this, but we used to go to the arcade a <laughs> lot. I mean, I know they got some arcades, but it's not the same. Uh, back in the day, that's how you got to play the real new, I'll say fresh games. But um, And it was so different. You go home and play Atari, because that's what it was back in the day, even before oh, Nintendo. <laughs> or Nintendo. And it wasn't the same. Those games, oh, they were fun, but they weren't near as fun as when you go to the arcade. And I remember spending like $20 at that time, you and I, $20 a piece. So we teamed up. I know Seth and I did it too, my buddy. But we would we'd play the uh, the Ninja Turtle game. We just kept on playing, kept on playing, mm-hmm. kept on playing until we could finally beat Shredder. And then another time I went and to do that with the Simpsons game. And it was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. It was so much fun. I wonder if this is going to inspire them to bring the Sim- someone will make the Simpsons uh, arcade game, put it, make it available again. Who knows? It was it was a kind of a bad game, but a fun game too. They brought out the Simpsons wrestling game. I never played yeah. it. I heard it was awful. <laughs> it, but there's some things about it that were fun. You could some of your special moves were hilarious. Like uh, I can't, I won't mention them all right now. But but one of them that I thought was really really funny was like uh, Krusty the Clown would would uh, have a uh, oh, Itchy and Scratchy come out and attack you. Oh, golly. That was like his special move. They come out, they, they fight and bite and fight and fight and bite. And that was fun, you know? <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, yeah, speaking of special moves, that's, that's one of the parts of the fun of the uh, the Shredder's Revenge game is the special move meters that yes. you can build up. And uh, especially, you know, I, I've played through with Leo. I've got him maxed out because uh, you get an achievement if you max out everybody's level on story mode. Uh, but uh, Michelangelo, I appreciate that his special move – is he does, like, from the opening of the original cartoon, he does the nunchuck maneuver, and it's basically this area of attack. And uh, even his, uh, you you can do a taunt type of thing, and that's how you can charge up your meter, other than, you know, landing attacks and everything. Uh, His taunt is he does a little bit of the dance that he does, actually, in there before he does a, you know, a shell spin, I guess, because he, you know, a back spin, perhaps, but more of a shell spin. But the stuff they came up with for the taunts is great. Raphael will laugh. Uh, Donatello will play a Game Boy. <laughs> Splinter meditates. Oh my goodness! And then if you're playing as April, her taunt is like, "What are your thoughts on that?" Or any comments? You know, so oh, she put a cute. microphone out. Uh, just now, I haven't unlocked. Uh, I heard that you can unlock Casey Jones. I haven't. Done, I love. Casey. I did. Casey is a lot that. of fun. Oh yeah, because yeah. his, his taunt is he held point. Is like, yeah, yeah, bring it on, Scuzz Bucket. You know, it's so awesome. 
He's my favorite after Leonardo. Um, <laughs> it's always been Casey Jones. He's one of my all-time favorite characters ever made. He's just so much fun. He really is. Yeah, especially in the old cartoon when he had a weird Clint Eastwood voice. They didn't quite translate oh, yeah. that over into this, but in the cartoon he was hilarious because they did this, Clint Eastwood, that was a crime, you pervs, your pukes, scuzz buckets. Oh my Back gosh. in the day, Clint Eastwood's voice got used a lot in different cartoons. <laughs> yes. He just was. He yes. was even used in the Gummy Bears. They used a caricature of him, which is what taught me how to draw Clint Eastwood. <laughs> he got used. He was chasing uh, one of the characters, uh, uh, Gusto. Well, it's Raphael voice. Yeah, he was Rob chasing. Him and, yeah, and and uh, he had this. He had that Clint Eastwood. I loved it. That Clint Eastwood character come looking for him and. Uh, he would would not quite play every time he, he'd come walking up. He had this like uh, crossbow, and he they wouldn't quite play. But very close, they go. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's it. And he had these squinty eyes, and he's like, I'm going to get you. Oh and you my goodness! Him. I mean, there's no doubt. Him and Jack Nicholson's voice was used a lot. <laughs> remember, it, even in in GI Joe. Oh yeah, Shipwreck. Oh and I now yeah. know why because I, I saw the movie just not that long ago that were. Uh, uh, Jack Nicholson was dressed just like Shipwreck, and I, I see it now. I now understand it. But, yeah, <laughs> th- those characters were used a lot, and there's a couple other characters they would use, but mm-hmm. mostly them. They use those two because they're so easy to do voice-wise, and it and they yeah. stand out. They're often impersonated, like doing a Captain Kirk character. Oh, it's it's like, it's the thing. Always, everybody's always got to do it. So you have it's so easy to impersonate that you always have and a cartoon character. It doesn't so. sound like them, but it sounds enough. Like Chris Walken. We, we get one the now. idea. Yeah, now everybody's trying to do walking characters. Uh, but yeah. it is what's great about this game is having at least the four main voices of the turtles. But they also yes. did voices of some other characters like Rocksteady and Bebop, and even the Rat yes. King. Having them yeah, in there, uh, oh, I haven't it's got been the Rat great. King yet. Oh goodness, buddy! All right, see, we got to get to where you get to play that and fight the Rat favorite. King. That was my favorite villain, Rat King. He was so weird. I always always wanted to see him in one of the, you know, when when they were doing the movies. Oh, yeah. I always always wanted to see Matthew Fewer play (laughs) Rat King. He would have been perfect. All right. For those that are not knowing Matthew Fewer, uh, he was in, uh, well, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. He was the neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then, of course, the voice of Max Headroom. Max Headroom. Yeah. But just to get the picture and the sound in y'all's head of him being the Rat King. He would have been good. (laughs) They ain't hey, been so much fun. Oh my gosh! You know, he was. I found out, J- Jeremy. You remember that episode? I don't know if you remember this or not, but on uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation, he came in there as a con artist. Yes. And do you know who that was supposed to be originally? That was supposed to be Robin Williams. Oh but my goodness! At the last minute, he wasn't able to do it, and so they got Matt Fewer to do it. Well, I couldn't imagine. It. I mean, Robin Williams. You know, no, I love him anyway. But I couldn't imagine anyone doing that better than. <laughs> yeah, oh, Matthew. Well, one Matthew of the reasons why he wanted oh. to do is he wanted to do it because Whoopi Goldberg, of course, was doing it. They're good, good pals. You know? Ah. Yeah. So well, that would but work. That, but Matthew did do a great job. He was. Yes, he did. He, he was really great. If you if you're not seen that. See that episode. That's a great episode. All right, but well, we better move into some news because we got to keep things rolling. Well, sure, sure, sure. Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. 
and this is where poor Philip is going to be at a disadvantage uh, <laughs> because I've got some videos. Uh, this this past week was the 25th anniversary of Final Fantasy VII's original release on the PlayStation. So marking that, uh, Square Enix had a couple announcements, and I'm going to play a YouTube video here, and you're going to be able to hear it, but Philip won't. Oh, it's okay. What we've done, that's set in stone. The past is forever. But the future, even if it has been written, can be changed. So focus on the future, not the past. He wants to finish what he started. He wants to reclaim his birthright and rule over the planet with Genova at his side. I saw you lying there. I figured it was too late. Wait, what are you implying? That I died? That I'm some kind of imposter? You were here with me five years ago. Where are you? What happened to you? I'm trying so hard to find you. Sorry. Feel like I failed you. Available next winter. I think I thought there was a little bit more to this. Uh, no, okay, now it's just kind of previewing the next thing. So available next winter. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, the second in what they're saying is going to be a trilogy of the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Holy guacamole, I had so much fun playing the remake, which uh, I believe you do have. You got it for free on your PS5 there, Phil. You need to sit and play it, because I know you only play stuff that's licensed characters that you know with, but oh my gosh, it's such a great game. Yeah, I have to do that. Yes, you do. You definitely got to play it. It's it's so great, and uh, this trailer got me super super excited. And th- they didn't stop there. Here's uh, yet another one: uh, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. So uh, there there was a, uh, I believe this was 2007. I think the original game Crisis Core was on the PSP only. So, but this was a prequel that follows a character named Zach Fair, who's the guy who saved Cloud's life before the events of the game, and also when Aerith mentions uh, that mentions to Cloud this, you remind me of uh, the first man I ever loved. That first man was Zach Fair, who's supposed to be dead, but uh, now in these remakes, they found a way for him to live. But anyways, let's give this a listen, and poor Phil will not be able to hear this as well. Or either? What would be the word? I guess either. Boy, oh boy. The price of freedom is steep. Zach speaking. Making progress, Zach. And Geo. I can cut loose, right? Within reason. It's showtime. Soldier First Class Genesis. A month ago, he went missing during a mission in Wutai. You know, I've never actually seen you use that. Don't you think it's sort of a waste? Use brings about wear, tear, and rust. And that's a real waste. Pro 
Project G gave birth to the man we know as Genesis. Project G. Project Genesis. Settle down, Zack the Puppy. <laughs> what do you know? Zero lapdogs! Hello? Heaven? Not quite. It's a church. By the way, what is your dream? To become first? Is it? No. To become a hero. Ah, oh, good. Unattainable dreams are the best kind. Embrace your dreams. And whatever happens, protect your honor. As soldier! This is also slated to be available this winter. So Square Enix is like making us everybody happy because this is coming out this winter. So guess what I want for Christmas? Uh, plus also Final Fantasy 16 is expected to come out sometime this year as well. So they are flipping spoiling us with games that I actually want to play. <laughs> A lot of these means nothing to Phil because Phil has not played these. <laughs> well, I'm not into Final Fantasy much, but I played a, uh, very little of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, they got some stuff on the website for Crisis Core. It says uh, the new game is a full remaster of the PlayStation Portable exclusive Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII, which originally launched back in 2007. That game quickly won acclaim thanks to innovative gameplay, likable characters, and an impactful narrative that added even more detail and richness to the world of Final Fantasy VII. Now it's coming back in a new and improved form. Oh yeah, so Zach Fair. We get, I, I, I'm not that familiar with the character, but I know amongst the the diehards for the Final Fantasy series, uh, he's a very popular character. So I'm sure a lot of people are very excited to see him back and get to play his game again. Well, that's all the really? news things that I really had this week. Is I saw that stuff, I was like, oh, giddy, giddy, giddy. So <laughs> I got Well, I'm glad for the fans. You know, yeah. I'd say, even when I'm not a uh, huge into something, I'm always happy for those who are. You know, it's always bigger for and that's the thing is I got to figure out which one of these I want to have Heather buy for me for Christmas and which one I'm just going to buy myself. Because <laughs> if they both come out around Christmas, then I got to go well, for it. Now, don't forget Santa Claus now. You may yeah. have to, to hint for him because you never know. You better watch out, Jeremy. Yeah. You better not cry. Well, the thing is, is that when I when I got the Final Fantasy VII Remake, I bought the full deluxe metal cased package that, that came with a... Uh, uh, an art book where they had some of the new designs of the characters and also a CD that was a partial of the soundtrack. And I loved the music on that so much that I went ahead and spent the money uh, to buy digitally the complete soundtrack, which is like a six discs or something like that to get oh, yeah. all the music. Because uh, I, I could have bought the actual physical copy disc, but that was a few hundred dollars. Because uh, they had an entire big package with that one, uh, but I figure if this one's going to come out with a very similar package, where it's going to be a steel book, that's what they call it, a steel book edition. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, then I, brother, I got to get that steel book. <laughs> I got to have the that's total package. Well, you're saying that's a real steel, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Boy, <laughs> alrighty. But now, guess what? It's time to go to the trailer park, and poor Philip is not going to have a clue of what we're about to see, and even he's not going to get to hear me hit this button. Mama! Mama! Another gator got in the house! Another <laughs> gator! Give me that I can hear sugar! It. Come here! 
Can you hear it through my headphones? The Neverland Trailer Park. Now this is something I didn't know was coming. It just dropped today. Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation. Huh? Okay. This is it, everyone. We're here to have some fun! Strapping, baby. Woo! No stormtroopers, no TIE fighters, no threat of annihilation. Best vacation ever! Summer's about to end, and we're all about to go our separate ways. It's a vacation. Relax. Hello there. Who are you? Obi-Wan Kenobi. What is in this? Come on out in the sun now. Come on out. We are on holiday. It's not that kind of holiday. So far. Rubbity, rubbity. And don't forget my shoulders. They really burn. <sighs> One never knows how long a moment will last. You must learn to enjoy yourself. What do you know about vacations? Go, Java! Go, Java! The trip isn't about the destination. About the journey. Go, go, go! Who will be declared rulers of the beach? <gasps> Ruler? Everybody limbo! <laughs> Who's next? Try not to lose a hand. It's kind of a thing in our family. It's a. It's a. Well, I'm not saying it. It's a snack! <laughs> So coming to Disney Plus on August 5th, Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation, an all-new animated special from Lucasfilm and the Lego Group, and the newest entry in the popular signature-branded cross-saga storytelling series that began with Lego Star Wars Holiday Special and continued with Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales. Mm. Now, what's crazy about this is, I don't know if you recognize the voice, because I don't know how well you can hear it through my headphones being near the microphone. I couldn't hear it. Weird Al Yankovic has a song in here because Darth Vader and the Emperor are going on a beach vacation and Weird Al is, <laughs> Weird Al is hosting a beach party and they have a Lego Weird Al and he doesn't look Star Wars at all. He just looks Weird Al Yankovic. I like it. <laughs> as a Lego. I, you know, I like it. Well, it's Lego. You can get away with a lot more with that, you know. Yes, you can. Oh. Well, quite honestly, Weird Al is alien enough looking as it is. And I don't mean that as an insult. I just mean that he's kind of fun and you can kind of get away with, with all that. He is, after all, the weird one. But I, I swear, he, I think I'm, I'm watching it mainly for the Weird Al cameo. Yeah, he's more of a, he's closer to Jar Jar than anyway. Uh, 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 <laughs> but we like him, him more than Jar Jar. <laughs> I love, oh yeah, I love, uh, uh, no, I don't. I love Weird Al. I, yeah. I really do. He's a great, I came close to getting a toy of him they had. <laughs> Yeah, they need to have like some Funko Pops of Weird Al and stuff. That'd be awesome. They do. They do. Have you seen the toy of him, the action figure? Uh, no, I don't think I have. Oh, it's great. It's a it's a real serious looking. The, the same company that made him made one of um oh uh, I can't think of his name right now um uh, Richard Simmons and they both look <laughs> identical to him. They come with a couple different heads and all and all. But they the whatever the company is, I can't remember this moment. Man, they did fantastic. I mean. They're like the almost like the Mego uh, size, but they're both really fantastic looking. Oh goodness! Well, I guess what it's time for now. It's time for a movie review. Oh, Want to see a movie? Yeah. Any good? It was bad. 
I'm fuzzy on the whole good bad thing. My eyeballs could have been sucked from their sockets. I like it a lot. The best movie ever made. A fandom oh, nexus movie review. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Now, we got to be careful. I don't want to spoil uh, a big reveal, but I do have to go into what the plot of the movie ended up being because of that big reveal and uh, why that's the point that the movie jumped the shark. Because, <laughs> uh. yes, Lightyear came out this weekend, and I'm not going to dive into the controversy. We already know. Uh, actually, the, yeah. the the specific scene in question, the, I did not see an actual kiss happen, but the uh, they are integral part of the story, though, the coupling. Uh, so, I mean, it's important for the story, but, uh, you know, the, the controversy, you know, okay, so you're going to decide whether or not you want to see that movie based probably on that, uh, but I'm going to just tell you what our honest thoughts of the film were. Yeah. That's, you know, uh, it, that, it actually has some fun. There, there's some good stuff about it. Uh, there were some great throwbacks. I love when uh, when Buzz first uh, crash lands on a planet, and we get the we get the kind of recreation of Toy Story oh. when he first pops out uh, onto the bed, and you see the in, from inside the helmet the reflection of him looking back and forth. Uh, yeah. Talk about no sign of intelligent life. Doing the jump up and down to see it and check the terrain like he does there on the bed. There's a few moments like that. There are a few moments mm-hmm. like that where they, they, they kind of did a more of a, I don't know if you want to say more serious but the way that chris spoke what's i'll just be truthful i, I like tim allen's better because uh i mean you know it's like when someone does a version of let's just say because i'm looking at his picture let's just say william shatner that'll always be captain kirk to me but whenever you do uh someone does a voice for so long to me tim allen will always be buzz yeah. but that being said chris Evans was, was supposed to be a little more of a serious version if you will because this is supposed to be the origin story and all that jazz it's not he's not the toy he is the supposed to be the the actual character yeah so and it even was, started at the beginning of the movie he said in 1995 andy got a toy being th- th- because it was this was his favorite movie which andy yeah, doesn't true. have great taste in movies if that this was his favorite movie well <laughs> the, the other thing about that that i thought was funny the whole time i kept saying this is supposed to be from the nineties, right? Because, because not only that, I kept thinking th- this is. I mean, I, maybe I'm thinking I was thinking it too serious or something. But I kept thinking this wouldn't have been in the nineties. This is not a kind of story they would have done in the nineties. It's too dark for a movie that the kids would have watched in the nineties and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, there, you know, there's that. elements that were that are acceptable now that would not have been acceptable in the nineties. Yeah, that's true. But the whole time I kept thinking. This would have been the most boring movie in the night. The only space movie I could think of that was maybe dark and slow like this would have been Apollo 13, and that's mm. 1995. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was a, that's a great movie, uh, Apollo 13 is. It's stressful as heck, too. <laughs> yeah, true story. Great movie, though. Yeah. But that's not a kid movie. I can't imagine that that, that would be Andy's favorite movie. Like, yeah. I want a toy of Tom Hanks. Is, is, well, is, 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 it, it is possible for you to to be, when you're a kid, to have a movie that's your favorite movie that's not really a kid movie. I mean, well, Star Wars, I guess, was, was intended to be well, some yeah, sort of a kid family, movie. Yeah. Uh, but, like, Star Wars would have been, like, my favorite movie as a kid, but also E.T., and then later on, you know, Back to the Future and Raiders of the Lost Ark. You Sure. that kind of thing so there would have been movies that would have been you know and but, I, I was trying to trying to get in my head is in, in 1995 would this have been like an animated movie or was this supposed to have been like a live action movie but we're getting it animated because we're used to their live characters being animated in the toy store I think it was supposed to be live action yeah 
That, because, that was kind of what I was thinking they were trying to do, but yet they did stuff that and that would not have worked in live action because you had some overly cartoony moments and one character that I think was supposed to be basically be comic relief, but he just became annoying. Uh, this character, I think his name was Mo, but played by Taika Waititi, and I love that guy. He's a, he's really funny. Too. Great too. director, too. But oh, his yeah, character, sure. I just like wanted him to go away. He kept wrecking everything. He was kind of the Jar Jar of the story. Yes, he was. He just destroyed everything. And after a while, like, okay, this isn't even funny. Well, this is your your detriment. And then the thing that they did later on that was supposed to be like a, I don't know if you want to call it a surprise, but the, they kept saying, and I'll just say that he had this pin the whole time. I got a pin in my, so I have a pin in my, yeah. and at the end, finally the pin comes in handy. And you're like, and it's like a oh, writing utensil pin. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, we weren't supposed to see this coming, the whole movie. That he was supposed to and, find a use for it, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, this is not even a surprise. And they did that with something else, too. Yeah, a joke uh, that we knew was going to be coming by the end of the movie, which actually yeah, came at the end, end of the credits. credits. Which, by the way, st- if you're going to go to this movie, stay till the very end after the Pixar logo, by the way. Yeah, that's true. Because there was, there was it, an extra one there. Yeah, it, it, and uh, it was like, it was just really predictable. Yeah. Everything yeah. was now, predictable. I, I did love Socks the Cat. Socks the Cat oh, made that movie. Part. He stole it. And, and the only other character I really loved, because I didn't expect her at all, and I found her to be funny. She reminded me of people I knew and worked with. <laughs> and I think everybody has a grandma or an aunt like this or someone. I can't remember her name. She was supposed to be. Oh, I uh, forgot it now, too. She was a used to be a, a pri- in in jail or yeah, a she was on like or, a work release program or something. <laughs> yeah, she was She's hilarious. It, she was on parole and she was hilarious. Yeah, because she, so, and she was just like ah, heck with that. No, she was <laughs> grizzled old woman, and she was so funny the whole time. She was like she was kind of violent in the sense that she's like I'm gonna knock him out. I wanna, and I just loved her. She was like the crazy old woman that you used to work with. You know, I just loved her. She yeah. didn't care. <laughs> but yeah, so they had some great characters and uh, they did some timey wimey, timey wimey, wibbly wobbly bits with uh, something yeah. they called the time dilation that happens when you're traveling like speed of light uh that time is moving faster than you are uh i i now i don't know that there's supposed to be some actual science to it but you know we've never had anybody travel that fast so how are they so sure about it um yeah. that wasn't even my issue but they did have yeah i that's how they kind of get to where they have the plot but now when you get the established Story in Toy Story that uh, Buzz Lightyear protects the galaxy from the evil Emperor Zerg. And we have that continuing through evil Emperor Zerg. And he's supposed to be this big deal. He's evil. He's Emperor. And he's Zerg. Um, And so I thought, oh, we're going to, he's going to buck Rogers his way into a future and uh, find that evil Emperor Zerg is a big deal. No, he wasn't. Evil Emperor Zerg, the the closest thing he did to being bad was to put uh, their colony on this other planet under siege. But the reason why he's doing it is because he's saving Buzz. Yeah. So he never did anything evil. The only thing he wants to do is go home. Yeah. He, he wasn't an evil emperor or anything. It was lame. It was pathetic. And it was the jump the shark moment and, when we saw who Zerg really was. And not just that. The thing I kept expecting to see was that, uh, what? because everyone who's ever seen any Toy Story knows, they've always said that you're my father and all that stuff. Yeah. They didn't even do that. They didn't even do that. Yeah, and they I didn't thought, do a thing like that. They they, they did a I, I joke thought, on it though. Yeah, but I kept thinking, you you didn't even stick to what we already know, and so it's kind of like they kind of 
look, I don't care if you have everything exactly the yeah. way we know it, but I thought that was part of this story. And plus, well, I think Jerry, in Toy Story 2, that was just meant to be like a joke anyway. Maybe. Because it was funny but, as heck when they did it. So No, it was. Now, I will say I like the background stuff because it was kind of like Star Wars. It was Empire Strikes Back and other things. It kind of had a lot of that stuff. It's fun. I didn't hate the film, yeah. but I didn't like it really. Yeah. I was kind of eh. it was like I just didn't, didn't it, it care. lived up to the fear I had when I saw it. I was like, you know, I just have a feeling they're going to somehow another mess this up, and they mess it up because they had they seemed like they wanted to focus more on the agenda of what they wanted to, uh, uh, well, what they wanted to communicate and what they want to get out there. Which I, I don't want to dive into this, but there was more of an agenda no. more than their worry was about actually telling a good story because like, you could even be predictable that hey Buzz while you've been going off and a lot of time has been passing for everybody on this on this planet where we, we didn't mean to be everybody has established and built a life there I could see it coming and that was the whole thing that Buzz had to learn that while he's been gone everybody's developed a life and and I was even thinking it's like yeah he's Buzz wants to be able to get everybody back to Earth but most of the people now on the colony by the time that he's time traveled have never even seen Earth so yeah they they, they don't care yeah Basically, so you could that, see it all coming it was like the most predictable badly written plot that I swear I I could have written this better out of my butt cheek they didn't worry about telling us a good story and this is Pixar I expect better from Pixar I expect a good storytelling that's going to pluck up my heartstrings they didn't do it and they didn't even use the basis of what they could have could have established by having like this evil Emperor Zerg that maybe could have been this grand villain they they stripped the villain to to where he wasn't even a villain Uh, he was basically the Emperor had no clothes and, yeah, it was and, pathetic. Yeah, and, and quite and quite honestly, and I actually have liked most of what Chris Evans done, but Chris Evans actually in this, I think I think he did all of that great. And quite honestly, um, if if you ever want to know what not to do when you're promoting a movie, not that I want to get into all this, except to say, don't follow Chris Evans. Yeah, because he was calling everybody idiots that was having issues. <laughs> yeah, like, and so don't you just insult don't do your that. fan base, Chris. Yeah, I'd never do that. That's the dumbest thing. That's be like me. I'm a pastor, you all know. That'd be like me saying, any of you who are coming in to, 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 uh, today to the church are dummies, if you don't agree with exactly uh, the way that I sing the song or the way I... Yeah, you never do that. First of all, I'm not an entertainer. But second of all, it's just what you don't ever do. You don't insult the people. You, you just don't do that. That's, yeah. that's foolish. But anyway, the whole point of all this is to say um, that I don't have a problem with him personally, except that... Uh, He's not Tim, and so that's who we know. But even if it was Chris, I think he's a good choice for for uh, Buzz. He, he's a good guy, and I think he's good for uh, entertaining. But he just didn't feel like Buzz to me, the Buzz that I know. Yeah. And uh, Well, he didn't I become the, the Buzz that we know until the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And then you seem to have an establishment, and even though they, uh, they hint that Zerg is going to be able to come back, but yeah, you don't have a Zerg that has the motivation to become evil Emperor Zerg. He still just wanted to go home. Yeah, so exactly. like you, you've you've ruined everything that they established of what Buzz Lightyear was supposed to be that got Andy excited about the character. They stripped it down and burned it. Yeah, they could have oh, done a really. I, I really thought that tell. could it, it could have <laughs> been a great movie. Yeah, uh, you know who would have been a great voice for um, for Zerg? It would have been great and funny. William Shatner. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> That would have been hilarious. Yeah, either or, I don't know who did the voice back in Toy Story 2, but that would have made sense. But well, I guess we're not going to get talent. Was that Wayne Knight? Are you kidding yeah. me? Oh no, my god, Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight did it because he was doing the. He, they, they thought it'd be funny if the guy who was selling the toys uh, was also the voice of Zerg. 
Yeah. He How funny both. is that? And he even did the stuff on the the cartoon. That's what I was going to say. We always got a kick out of the show because the show, the, talking about the cartoon they had. The yeah, show, I like that little cartoon. A really fun show, and they even had a little comic book for a time, and I read some of it because I really love Buzz, and I thought it was a neat little program that, that kind of gave me almost a Star Trekky idea. In fact, on that cartoon, and Jeremy, I don't know if you remember this, when they brought out, it was kind of like a movie of it, an yeah. animated movie. I didn't see the, but, the the movie of it, but I remember watching the, the series on uh, on the weekdays. Yeah. I still, I think I still have it. If not, it might be on Disney. But here's the thing: at the end of it, they had like this song being, I guess you could say, talk song by William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect, you know. Yes. Because Shatner, you know, he belongs in that kind of realm. You know, yeah. he really does that, that cheesiness, and you know, he really does. But anyway, the whole point is that uh, I wanted to see Buzz Lightyear, and I don't really feel like we got to see Buzz the other day when we went to see him. Yeah, it was it was really lacking of what we wanted to see the character. All the things that made it makes us excited about the character was kind of thrown out the window. I'm uh, not saying it was a bad. Yeah, it's not a bad movie, but it wasn't a Buzz Lightyear movie, and that's what we were no, promised. It was more of a C minus to to D plus movie yeah. for me. Yeah, definitely. I I I when I was talking to somebody, even that uh, I gave it a five out of ten because halfway through the movie, it totally jumped the shark. But yeah. we got we got to wrap this up and get over sure. now to my conversation with one Mr. James Kennison. All right, now fandom, it's sometimes, you know, with uh, the way things are, we just need a good laugh. And so there's a really good podcast I've recommended uh, quite a few times called That Story Show. Very lot of fun. And in fact, we've had one of the hosts, uh, like we'll we'll call you like the main host. I mean, you're kind of host creator yeah. of I, That I, Story I, Show. I am the host, yeah. <laughs> I, am, I am the man with the podcast. You are the man with the podcast. You've been there since the beginning, 16 years. Yes. We don't count the two that you weren't there. That's right. <laughs> we don't count them. But the yeah, two every, that I pod faded. It happens. I've, I've, I feel like I've kind of half pod faded because now I'm only bi-weekly. So oh, <laughs> I understand sorry. it happens. But yeah, James Kennison has returned. We haven't talked to you since October. We talked yeah. about some scary games, which... I've now played even more scary games and scared myself even further. <laughs> good, good. Scary games are fun. Yeah, I actually finally finished Resident Evil Village. Oh, really? <laughs> Just recently. I bought that and I played it and the werewolves got me and I quit and I redeemed it and I got my money back. I was like, <laughs> this is too hard for me. And I didn't know you were kind of supposed to die in that section. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 got, I, I got out of the, I think I got out of the, place i was supposed to be and and i got stuck behind some scenery and i died poorly and uh, i rage quit and then i rage got my money back so <laughs> well once you get past that uh, you do you know actually very soon got to a point where lichens were really no problem for me whatsoever yeah but then I'm, they found I'm other things i'm a quitter <laughs> well yeah i get okay i now nah, i ain't got nothing i ain't got nothing for quitter i thought i had a good joke there but no i don't i got nothing i got I'm nothing just, i'm just coming out i'm coming out as a as a loser on your show uh, I, i'm i'm letting people know right now you have a quitter as a guest on your show <laughs> well you know i actually did that with fallout 3 it was supposed to be this great game but i got frustrated with being <gasps> overburdened i got tired of it and i traded it in yeah, oh, uh, try Fallout Four. <laughs> Maybe and, I will. And if you need to use use a plugin, 
you know, to to get rid of that over encumbered thing. And I think you'll enjoy the game a lot better. Yeah, so. if I, I guess I need to play it on a PC and not on a console then. <laughs> yes, I would suggest that. Yeah, because I was on Skyrim. I was able to deal with being over encumbered by using a few tricks in alchemy that I learned, where you can get to where I'm wearing a magic necklace that makes me able to carry everything. Right, right. My glove does special alchemy. My other glove does special blacksmithing. I have the boots that allow me to never die. You know, I yeah. you know, I rigged up so much stuff that I'm like, yeah, I'm Superman now. This game's yeah. it's still fun, but yeah. it's like this game isn't a challenge anymore. So I just went and did everything. So okay, next. Fallout. I didn't find that kind of secret. Fallout's my favorite series, at least the the third and fourth. Yeah, I never could get into uh, uh, Vegas, New Vegas. Um, everybody loves that one the most. Everybody says that one's great, but. I, I've started it three times and and have uh, turned it off. I just <laughs> and Chandler shows up. And you're like, how is he the bad guy? I I don't even know who the bad guy is. I I made it to <laughs> Vegas and that was it. And and then I just I can't pick a side. I want <laughs> I want all of them to not be sides to pick. I want I, I want the Minutemen from Fallout Four. Really, what it is. So I have no idea I want, what that is. I want I want chaotic good. I want good people. So, yeah, and that's one of the games that's hard to tell. Who are the good people? Exactly. It's all survival. And even when I played through The Witcher 3, you're thinking, I'm making the good decision. And then it backfires like, whoops, I got somebody killed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's not good. Yeah. You can't win. But you know who always can win? Um, uh, I don't, a cheater. No, Buzz Lightyear. I was second. Oh, oh. (laughs) Glad you were. I, I, I thought you were about to start witnessing to me. I didn't know. You know. <laughs> Jesus. God always yes. wins. We've come to talk about the infinite beyond with Buzz Lightyear. Have you accepted Buzz Lightyear as your saver? I actually have. You know, um, he, he, he's, he's next in line if Jesus don't work out. <laughs> uh, if you can't get through the infinite, you're going to go beyond it. Yes. Yes. There we go. So. Even yeah, if your wings I'm, a, are made of I'm the world's biggest Buzz Lightyear fan, as far as I know. Yes, it was exactly why we needed to talk to you because you probably know more factoids of Buzz Lightyear than I've heard about in a uh, in a lifetime of well, Maybe I wouldn't call it. So you, you might be surprised. I, I feel like I might let you down though. I just collect him because I think he looks cool. I don't know if I know a lot of facts. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. We'll see though, won't we? We shall see. Because uh, yeah, I wouldn't take you know time travel back. 1995, Toy Story has hit theaters, and it's kind of the first of its kind of being a fully computer-animated movie. And I remember even looking at the teasers of this thing, and like Mm -hmm. even a drive-in, I can't remember what movie we were after, but just seeing like, oh my gosh, it's completely computer-animated, holy cow! You know, so it was like the must-see movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was fantastic. We We didn't even mind how funky Sid looked, you know? (laughs) That was a scary-looking kid, and it worked, because... He was supposed to be scary looking, you know, <laughs> but uh, I, I started collecting Buzz Lightyear in June of 1996. My first Buzz Lightyear figure was the was the thirty dollar, you know, Buzz Lightyear character in the box. Um, and I got him from Disney World at uh, downtown Disney. And it was on my honeymoon. So, <laughs> and I was hooked after that. I don't even remember when I saw the movie, but I just loved Buzz Lightyear. I loved his look. I loved his voice. 
Um, obviously, you know, by Tim Allen, mm -hmm. a fantastic voice actor. Uh, I, I loved his story, you know, that, that he thought he was something else and that that's <laughs> what made him important. But his true value came from the very thing he thought was a weakness, mm. you know, and, and so I loved everything about him and and uh, still do. If, if this camera that you're looking at me at right now showed a little wider, you would see two shelves full of Buzz Lightyear content. So, <laughs> my goodness. Yeah, I, you might have actually more Buzz Lightyears than I have Spider-Man stuff around here. I'm trying to think like that. Oh, because, I, yeah, I definitely have not filled up a shelf full of Spider-Man figures, although I have a really big one over here staring at me. A couple awesome. of them over here. But <laughs> I think you, you've outscored me on that one. Yeah, I think the, the main appeal I found with Buzz Lightyear was definitely in that first film. When he's delusional, he's flipping hilarious. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. when he goes on. He basically describes the plot of Star Wars that is his entire life. Like, I'm the only one who knows it's only weakness. And you are yes. holding up my rendezvous with Star Command. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and I love the way he calls things weird things. Like, you know, I need more unidirectional bonding strip. Buzz Lightyear needs more tape. You know? <laughs> yes. So uh, it's it's almost you lose part of the fun of him when he realizes he is a toy uh, yes. because he's not as delusional. But they've they found ways to make him still be awesome by the time we get into the second movie uh, that he's still, you know, he's still kind of the action hero. Uh, yeah. So it's like he didn't really lose a step. He just realizes, hey, I'm a toy and it's awesome to be a toy. Well, and he uses his real powers. He, he, yeah. he He's the leader of the group. They all look to him. He's the one that has all the ideas to getting across the street under traffic cones. I mean, which is one of my favorite scenes. Yes. Uh, I have toys of him under traffic cones. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much, great. Pretty much if it exists, I have it unless I didn't want it. And then I don't, but yeah. <laughs> well, how often does that happen that you don't want it? It, it happens more and more nowadays. Um, because, the toys that are put out right now, I think they put them out just to have room on the toy aisle for, you know, just because they have a space for Disney and the, the Buzz toys are not collectible. They're not even fully painted. Mm. Like uh, they cover up the feet. And if you look down, they, they haven't even put purple and green paint on the feet. Uh, it's just it's not what it was. Now, collectible wise, yes, Funko is still putting out the occasional Buzz Lightyear. Um, they just put out a new line of pop-ups that that are mechanical and move, um, mm. and and have a little uh, a little saying that pops out of their head, and and those are really cute. And I got that. Um, bands came out with shoes a, a couple of years ago. I got two pairs of those. So I I've just become more selective, because yeah. um, there there is a lot of crap. And and then the, on the other extreme are the things that I want, but they are three hundred dollars plus. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I can't do it, man. You know, I can't even. I can't even allow myself to save up to spend that kind of money on something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like one time on on Craigslist, there was a stinking Buzz Lightyear ride for sale. It was one of those uh, side of the uh, of the you know outside of Walmart. You put a quarter in, a kid sits in it, and and it rocks back and mm -hmm. forth kind of ride. And it was Buzz Lightyear in a spaceship and Ugh. you sat next to him and he, he put his arm around you. And I wanted that thing so bad. I was measuring the back of my walkout call, uh, basement and we had room for it. The thing was $5,000. Ooh. 
I was like, there's no way I can't do it, but I wanted it so bad. I just had fun planning for it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Just had pl- fun pretending. And, um, someday, and then one, <laughs> oh, someday. And then one time I saw one of those Lego Buzz Lightyear's, um, that, that they have in the stores mm-hmm. go on sale. They weigh, they weigh like a metric ton. They, <laughs> they really do. And, uh, it was $35,000. Yeah. Ouch. And it was broken. It was uh. a broken piece. That's why they were getting rid of it. And so, they still wanted that much. Yeah. So, so there's things that I want things that I don't want. And then there's all the things I have. And I have a lot. I have a lot of <laughs> stuff. I mean, I have a Buzz Lightyear boot mug. I drink out of his foot. <laughs> you know? That's how dedicated I am. Which I have to wonder though, like with the vans and even the boot mug, does it actually have Andy written on the bottom? Um, let me check real quick. The the vans did. Cause that that's like perfect. No, it doesn't. It just has it has the company information on the bottom of the boot mug, but it it does on the bottom of the vans. Nice. And uh, I I have two pairs: one I wear and one I'm saving, uh, for collectible reasons. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's how most of the stuff I actually have in here. It's all the collectible reasons. I don't care if it ever goes up in value. I just like having it. Exactly. Something it, to look it, at. I'm I'm like a hoarder. Except I'm on the if hoarding is on a spectrum, I'm I'm on the light end. I'm like you know I'm I'm in control of it to a certain extent. You know, like I've kind of run out of room. Yeah, and so I my interest in collecting has kind of has, has kind of dropped. Um, you know, even with the new Buzz Lightyear stuff coming out, nothing has really grabbed me. Uh, as far as figures and action figures go, I love the Zerg build uh i love the new buzz uh model that the toys are based on it's very well sculpted um but the toys they're producing are not of the quality that i want you know in my room i don't want to spend 12 dollars. i want to spend i want to spend 40 mm. i want to I, I want a nice figure with with some uh antiquing or shading you know and stuff like that on him um so, anyway, that's where I'm at there. You know that. But, that kind but of I still got wonder. my butt. You know, since you're wanting to pay like the good, good price stuff, uh, you know, I don't recall that I looked. But uh, all right, so the Precious Moments Chapel. I think I you noticed that I'd, I'd gone there just a few weeks ago, and they've got a Disney collection of items. Uh, yeah. A lot of it, though, you can purchase online. They didn't have everything necessarily in store, but like out of the catalog, which I don't know if you got to see. I think I posted this onto my Instagram or whatnot. This oh, is actually nice. a fully animated. $95 I paid for this. Wow. But, you know, it's... If I can find the Switch. It's got some animation stuff to it. Does something. Let me oh, turn nice. towards the camera. Yeah. But now I wonder... See, now this is like a high-dollar collectible type item. So now I wonder, are there perhaps some Buzz Lightyear collectibles that uh, if you go to PreciousMoments.com... There, there is a Precious Moments Buzz. I own him. So oh, you're I've got it. Years. Yeah. <laughs> Well, see, and I thought I was going to suggest, hey, something to go look for, but never mind. Yeah, he's he's cute. He's really cute. And there's a Woody, but I don't care about Woody. I mean, they're they're okay. They're friends. They're best friends. So I, I have no hate for Woody. Um, but I'm a Buzz guy through and through. There you go. Now we need to maybe find you a Woody guy, and then put you in the same room. And say, look, it's a Buzz and a Woody. Yeah, we could be friends. They could be. We, friends. we, we would get along. You know, I I do collect uh, Alien the LGMs. Oh. Um, 
and I, I collect uh, Zerg as well. And, and, and it fits I, the Buzz universe, basically. Yeah, and I, and I also collect Little Buzz from the from the little you know small fry uh, feature where oh he yes. was a fries and a Happy Meal, you know, <laughs> and and everybody thought Buzz had shrunk. Yeah, yeah, I collect him too. Oh my goodness, I'd almost forgotten about that short. <laughs> Literally it's a, a short. Great one. Yeah. yeah, you know, I've actually learned things from Buzz Lightyear though too. Although oh, I now yeah. I forgot the name of it. Uh, I didn't realize what I had learned because I'd never quite understood the line in the first movie where he's sucking down like Dorothy Jean or whatever. I could not Start figure that out. Yeah. Start dealing, yeah. We were actually in a bubble tea shop, um, you know, I guess maybe just a couple weekends ago, and I actually saw some... You're gonna have to pronounce it because I can't get it right. But I was like, oh, yeah. "Yeah, I saw that." I said, "Look, it's a real, it's a tea." He's talking about having tea. I'm like, yeah. I don't know why I never. I should have clicked for him. He's at a tea party, but I thought it was an yeah. alcohol joke or something. No, they wouldn't put an alcohol joke in a Buzz Lightyear movie. <laughs> Not back then, anyway. Although he was behaving kind of drunkenly, you know. Yes, yes, he was. So there was oh. the alcohol humor, but not quite the full alcohol humor. Right. Well, he believed he was drunk. He <laughs> he was so into his world. Yeah. Uh, Sucking down Jarjeeling with what Marie Antoinette and her sister. And her yeah, sister. <laughs> that's one of the best bits, though. Well, that's the I'll funny go, part. Oh, I did, you didn't get the Darjeeling part. I yeah. didn't get Marie Antoinette for years, and then I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, she lost her head. Oh, okay, yes, that's the joke. I had not <laughs> thought of it that way. Because, yeah, I, I, all I can think about her is that's the let them eat cake woman. and Yeah, no, she they cut her head right off. And that's off. why there's these two headless dolls. He's oh, like, I'm eating wow. Marie Antoinette, which doesn't make sense if you think about it. If he thinks it's a toy, why does he know about Marie Antoinette? But anyway. I don't and, know. And if he thinks he's a toy, why does he know to freeze when, 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 uh, when all the rest of them do? That's the thing. I'm not supposed I to ask these that. questions. I know, I know, but <laughs> I have to. If if he's the second in line behind Jesus, I have to ask these hard questions. <laughs> hey, you know, because if there's not an answer for them, then it's not worth trusting in. That's that's the way I believe. And then we have to wonder: Is it in the same universe for that old Jim Henson special? Because now it's a Disney-owned thing, the Christmas toy, where the rule was: if you were found out of place, you were frozen yeah. forever. Oh man, that's harsh. Of course, they came back. It was a Christmas miracle at the end of the special. I was about to say the army men definitely didn't abide by that rule because that was kind of their thing. <laughs> they could be anywhere they wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it was just accepted because army men do that in real life. <laughs> I don't even own any army men and there's some in my hallway. So <laughs> They go out there with the Legos for something to step on with your bare feet. Exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, let's see. The only I, I I don't think I had that many army men like that, but I always love. A, there's a Bill Ingvall bit where he talks about his son had a bunch of those, and they were always being knocked under the stove or whatever by the cat, and they were trying to clean up behind the cat, and they they found them all, and his son couldn't call them GI Joe or anything. He called them all his IG Joes, oh. and they said, "Oh look, it's an IG Joe prisoner camp," because they were all underneath the stove <laughs> and everything when they were cleaning it, because this cat would be on. Get in there, get in there. No talking, no talking. So. It's funny. Yeah, for anyone who's a Building Wall fan, that's uh, I forgot which one of his albums, but it's it's a hilarious little bit back when his yeah. son was still young. So yeah, but those are the like Legos or stuff to get stepped on. But that makes you wonder what other toys might be alive. Like say, maybe a Lego brick isn't by alive, alive by itself, but if you constructed right. a character out of Lego bricks, would it then? Well, I think they kind of proved that in Toy Story three, or was it was it three or four? 
Which one has the fork? Sporky. Fourth. Sporky. Fourth one. Okay, the fourth one. Yeah. You can take inanimate objects, turn them into a toy, and then it comes to life. So, yes, absolutely. So the rules are frightening what kids can do. The, the amount of creation goes in. Maybe maybe it's not Jesus or Buzz. Maybe it's the kids in Toy Story movies because oh, they have creation powers. They got, they got magic. They got they got <laughs> in, inspiration. Original. They, they, instead of speaking into existence, they, they create it into existence. <laughs> they can take a spork and put clay on it. Yeah. But now the mm-hmm. other weird nightmare fuel you might have, and this, okay, let's go back to Poltergeist. You have that oh. clown doll that okay. was underneath the bed. What Super might scary. your toys do when you're asleep in your room? <laughs> uh, hopefully, I, I I rely on the fact that they do nothing because my wife has Barbies and a collection of Barbies, and they're all in their boxes. And if 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 the movies are true, then I have the most bitter, murder-minded Barbies <laughs> in the world living because they have been there. For 27 years <laughs> locked up in their mm. own cage in these uh, beautiful dresses. I feel like I need to be worried about these Masters of Universe. Yeah, don't turn figures. your backs on them. Because <laughs> the most free thing I have, well, I've got a lot of other, like, um, you know, McDonald's Burger King toys that I collect those. If they do a Spider-Man toy, I gotta get it. Uh, yeah. But most, so most of my stuff is not free other than, uh, I think you kind of see him back over here. I got Spider-Man swinging. Yeah, across there, but everything else is packaged up. But I got a good wall load of these Master Universe Origins. I'm like, that's all I need is one ticked off Skeletor to bust out of that thing and come after me. Exactly. Now I got to keep an yeah. eye on it because they've been watching. They've been watching. They would have been watching, and they would know your schedules. They know mm. where you sleep. Um, they know when you sleep, and they know your your uh, your weaknesses. They know where the scissors are, <laughs> and uh, the string. And and they will tie you down like Gulliver's Travels, and you will wake up, and uh, they will they will torture you. Great. So now we yeah. got nightmares. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm a little worried now. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep with the lights on. Yeah, and now we have to be concerned that that Woody may come out and tell you to back the blank off. <laughs> or <laughs> have you seen that video? Whole no. other topic. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to share that one with you later. Tom Hanks uh, has finally dropped a, an F-bomb somewhere. but I, Oh, wow. In a way, it's kind of justified. Uh, but yeah, it's a whole other issue. But So I'm just I'm waiting for somebody to take this audio of him getting on to these people and putting this somewhere, you know, clipping it to where Woody is telling people to back the blank off. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting. That meme is coming. It's coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm... It would now be when his head theory. slowly spins and he's in <laughs> Sid's arms and he'd say, so be, so play nice. Instead of that, it would be, so back the freak off. <laughs> exactly. I I may have to make that, except for I don't want <laughs> with the language. You don't want to be the one, yeah. I, I, I It's got to happen, but I'm not going to be the one. I've got some sort of reputation of doing a clean podcast that I need to maintain. <laughs> There you go. There so you go. I will not be the one that does it, but somebody should. Somebody should. Somebody should. Uh, heck, yeah, it'd be even funny. If grab some Tim Allen quotes or some. Grab some of like Tim Allen's old comedy back when he actually was kind of a filthy comic. Put those yeah. in the bus. Uh, yeah. I'm uh, somebody's going to do it now that I've said it. Somebody probably already has. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. I bet they have. I um. 
I, I about the only thing I do Buzz Lightyear related anymore is once in a blue moon I get on Amazon, I get on BigBadToyStore.com. Um, I'll get I, there's a couple of Oriental sites that I jump on and I search for Buzz Lightyear stuff and see if there's anything new. Um, and I I have a hankering for two items. There's one that that claims to be a Toy Story Four Buzz Lightyear, but all of the buttons are wrong and everything is as black market as possible hmm. on it. You can just tell it's fake is, is crap. And I want him, I want to own him <laughs> because but I it's buy fake. Him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cause it's that way I can have a fake one. Uh, Cause I did the same thing when I went to Mexico, I went to Mexico and I bought a plaster cast buzz and it was horrifying, <laughs> uh, but I own it now. You know, it's, 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 it was from third world Mexico. It's <laughs> wonderful. And, uh, and I, and I, but anyway, I, I want this, this fake buzz, but I don't want to spend forty dollars for it. I want to spend like nineteen or or twelve. You know, I want a I want a good deal on it. Uh, and 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 then there's um, there's another buzz that I want. I can't remember now. Doesn't come to mind. I spent too much time talking about the other buzz. But um, but yeah, that, there's there's another one. Uh, he he's he he he's, he stands about sixteen inches tall. And he weighs like six pounds. Wow. And uh, he's impressive. He, yeah. he is a sculpture, a, a true sculpture. It's a one-to-one cast from the original sculpture. And uh, I want him, but he, he falls in the, in the wrong price range for me. So. <laughs> well, th- see, that's how we keep some sort of control over our collecting is having yes. a budget that you're allowed only so much and then having a small space to keep it in. It's the only reason why I podcast is, is because um, my podcast money is allowed to stay in a separate account and I can buy Buzz Lightyear stuff with it without <laughs> getting in trouble with my wife. So There you go. As long as you the budget for it. I, the only reason I podcast, I just want to say it on your show so I don't have to say it on mine. Uh, <laughs> all of you are feeding my sickness, my illness. There you go. Yeah, I'd say it fills my need for attention. <laughs> yeah, that too. You know, when you got a bad case of the look at me, you got to find some way to get it out. That's right. So, but uh, I'm kind of wondering, like, how deep the collection goes, because I actually recall, and I kind of wish I still had these, uh, and I believe it was Burger King that had these. Like, when the first movie came out, they had little toys of it. They had a Woody that was all, you know, he was just a little floppy doll. He was pretty accurate to the movie, but they had a little plastic buzz that the wings would snap out. Do you actually still have something like that? Uh, I, I have him. I have one that was a puppet from Burger King. I have, uh, uh, I even have a water bottle, uh, holder, um, that is just Buzz Lightyear's body <laughs> and it Velcros around the top of the bottle. There's no head. It's just a cap that comes out. It, it looks really kind of morbid, <laughs> but I was like, uh, very collectible, but no, I have that. I have the, um, uh, uh, Kellogg's had a series of bobbleheads, miniature bobbleheads, mm. and I have several of those, uh, both in the package and out of the package, as well as the advertisement that was on the cereal aisle. A friend of mine was happened to be going down the cereal aisle when the guy was putting it away, and she's like, "Can I have that?" And he said, "Sure." And so I have the bobblehead. Uh, he, it stands about four foot tall, and um, they had it. They have two heads: the head that's printed on. The back of it and then a second head that bobbles on this plastic <laughs> uh bended 
bitted piece of plastic. The plastic broke years ago, uh. but I still have both heads. So, <laughs> so what is the weirdest thing that you have? The weirdest thing. I I may have said it with that that water bottle holder because it's creepy. <laughs> it has arms but no legs, so it's kind of like Job of the Hut except. It's water bottle shaped. Um, let me look around real quick. I, um, I, you know, the weirdest thing I probably have is a Buzz Lightyear Nutcracker doll. <laughs> and, and I made him myself. Oh, neat. Yeah. Um, I made him on a lathe uh, because I saw a Nutcracker doll at, um, at a craft store. And I was like, they're made on a lathe. They're made on a, you know, a spindle. They make spindle. Mm -hmm. There's the legs, the body, the whole thing. I could instantly see in my mind how it was constructed. And then I immediately said, I can apply that to Buzz Lightyear. And I looked online and there is a Buzz Lightyear nutcracker that you can buy, but it's, it doesn't crack nuts. It uses the front of his uniform as the part that goes up and down. I built, I had to redesign the concept of the nutcracker. Because um, in a nutcracker, it's actually part of his chest that goes down. And they, they paint it to look like the lower jaw and the beard is flexible. Hmm. And so you can do it. I had to actually work it into the head because the, the the armor. Let me go get it and I'll show the people on camera real quick. Yeah. Those of you who are actually here getting this on Patreon, which, by the way, Patreon subscribers will get video occasionally whenever we have a guest on. Oh, so that turned out really good. This is him. And he, his backpack is the, the lever and you see it going up through the back of his head and his mouth opens and closes and it actually breaks nuts. The part that I was talking about on the one, the official one, it, it only moves this part mm. up and down and it doesn't actually break nuts. And uh, this one, this one does. And as you can see, it was totally made on a lathe wow. um, with the exception of the backpack. So. So, so you anyway. had to go through and like carve that out yourself with the the whole kit then. Uh well, I made all of the all of the pieces on the lathe. A lathe spins wood really fast. Mm -hmm. That's how they make baseballs and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, so so the body is one part. The the legs are are were spun on the lathe. Each part of the arm was spun and then uh cut and then glued together. The only part that I had to get creative with was the mouth and uh the head was spun on the lathe. Um, the ears were put on separately, but uh, and as well as these parts here. So, anyway, I'm trying to be descriptive for your audio only <laughs> listeners. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that's probably the weirdest thing I own because there's only one of a kind. Yeah. In the world. Um, and, 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 uh, and like the follow up to that would be which which item are you most proud of? But I think we already answered that question. Well, I know, I, no, I, I can do that one too. Uh, the one I'm most proud of is in, in my hands right now. It, it is this one. It is a giant Funko Pop Buzz Lightyear. Uh, it's marked as O2 mm -hmm. um, because I guess it was the second large one they ever did. It is a Comic-Con ex exclusive, and a friend of mine named Chris uh, gave this to me. And it's special to me because Chris uh, suffered from heart disease and mm. passed away a few years ago and uh this was from him and he he got it for me and it's uh so therefore it holds a special place in my heart forever yeah and it's it's worth a lot of money if i wanted to let go of it on uh on ebay but there's not a chance yeah 
not a chance. Yeah, so I, like, like we were saying earlier, I don't collect this stuff because it's going to have any value later. I collect it because I love having it. And when it's connected to something like that, like, yeah. oh, hey, this person got me this or, you know, you know, yeah, I get it. And I've got my stuff kid- that's from my friends here, you know, that yeah. I'll never part I, my, with it. My kids have different plans, though. I've <laughs> I've told them in my will that I'm going to demand that they set up a little uh, museum of some kind. Um, maybe it used to be a, a lotto ticket store or a 24 hour photo kiosk in the middle of the Walmart parking lot, <laughs> but they can afford to buy a small place to put all of my Buzz Lightyear stuff and people can come around and see it. But they've saw, they've already told me they're going to throw most of it away and eBay, the rest of it. Uh. And I, I, so therefore I have to make arrangements in my will to either adopt some more children <laughs> or to find a Buzz Lightyear fanatic that loves Buzz, but maybe couldn't afford to collect him, you know? Um, Cause I've been doing this since 1996, you know, that's a lot. That's 26 years, right? Yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. Now I'm feeling my age. <laughs> I can't just let it go. It was, you know, I still have my first Buzz Lightyear. I still remember the kid that broke him. Uh, so, yeah. And that kid is almost 40 now. He's like 30, 35. Uh, yeah. Uh, and was that the, like the $20, $30, like big yeah. ones, all the sounds and everything? With all the phrases. Yeah. And I wanted one of on those. Chest and the wings popped out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've been able man. to replace him with one still in the box mm. uh, since then. Uh, thanks to eBay. Love me some eBay. <laughs> but uh oh i remember the other buzz light year i wanted it's the christmas buzz he's so ugly he's <laughs> he, he he's royal green if there's such a thing emerald green i guess and and his helmet is is not purple it's it's shiny red like an ornament oh wow. like a glass blown ornament and um he plays jingle bells and stuff and says ho 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 and it's the ugliest thing in the world and i remember it being on the shelves and i didn't want it it was cheap now they're, they're a mint because nobody bought it <laughs> and it they're, they're like 150 bucks plus and I, every year at christmas i wish i had him but i i i have my nutcracker doll and and that's close that has a tie-in to christmas so i always bring him out yeah and put him in the living room for christmas yeah so. yeah make my excuses for whatever i'm bringing out it's like oh but it's themed like some of my haunted mansion little funko toys and stuff like it's a halloween decoration yeah yeah Absolutely. Funko Mickey Mouse with a Santa hat on. They're Christmas decorations. I can bring them to the living room now. Right. Right. Instead of displaying all the time in the room. We have a few Legos in our living room, I got to say. And um, I don't know why my wife has allowed it, but they're there. And and when people come over, they'll be talking to us and they'll, they'll, they'll look at the stuff and they enjoy it. So... I think that's the reason why it's been allowed to stay is it's a novelty to people. She, hmm. she, uh, she's seen that it actually brings value to the home. Cause if you just looked at our home, it, you'd be like, Oh, this should be on Instagram. You know, it's all decorated. <laughs> she has spent years, you know, acquiring items and furniture and, you know, knickknacks and things like that. But yeah, there's some secret, um, micro fighters, some, <laughs> some Star Wars micro fighters, uh, tucked in here and there and uh, uh, people pick them up and look at them and Google over them. And so, yeah. Yeah. I, I think if my wife would let me, I'd, I'd 
you know, so you know, like uh, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure when you get to see all yeah. the stuff he has in his house or Pee Wee's Playhouse. I would totally do the whole house in a ridiculous fashion like that, but I have to balance things with my uh, my introverted wife who would, would right. probably shoot me after a while. <laughs> so, well, I, I and I think that's why we need them. Yeah, they keep us sane, and we keep them on their toes. We it's it's a balance so yeah that's that's why I get to have my little room that's an explosion in here but uh, what's what became fun is our master bedroom downstairs when we moved into the house I asked my wife hey can I just kind of Disney this room up and and she's like oh sure we can just do a Disney room I don't think she realized what I my thought was yeah we have this little shelf lining around the place and I didn't have any use of all those Disney Infinity figures when they canceled out the game I was like you know what right. these look really nice on the shelf I got all my Disney Funkos. Uh, I started putting pictures up on the wall. I've got a picture of Mickey and Minnie together. Uh, I, but I figured, okay, Star Wars and Marvel, all this, you know, Disney owns it now. So we have a Disney section that is Disney characters. We have a Star Wars section. We have a Marvel section. I made sure around where the hot tub in the bathroom is down in the master bedroom that I put the Little Mermaid around. I said, see, it's it's water. So, yeah. yeah. So I got I a bunch of Little she Mermaid stuff. was thinking beyond, I don't think she was thinking about Disney, the expanded universe there. <laughs> She was probably thinking some Donald Duck, some Pluto, some 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 uh, Snow White, maybe you know something like yeah. that. But yeah, and Marvel and Kermit and yeah. Oh yeah, I even have a bat, a big old classic Muppet Show poster from like 1979 that I found at a thrift um, store. Somebody had laminated to protect it. Nice. I was so happy to find it. And I mean, it is so old school. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like the original Muppet Show. So yeah, that's up on the wall. And I do have, of course, uh, a Kermit, a Gonzo, and a Fozzie. Of course, I guess, yeah, my Gonzo and Fozzie are smaller. They're only about like, yay big. Uh, yeah. Compared to my Kermit, that's like a good full size. And Kermit's about the same size as Goofy. So he fits right in with yeah. my, I got a I'll be honest with you, man. When I was a kid, the, the Muppets kind of freaked me out. Everybody that wasn't Kermit, uh, Hermit or Piggy kind of freaked me out. I don't know what it was about them. I guess because they were inspired by uh, drugs. <laughs> A lot of marijuana, probably. Uh, <laughs> Could be. I, th I think it just came through the television. But I, I loved me some Kermit. You know, he was on he was on the electric company and you Sesame know, all Street. That stuff. Sesame Street, rather. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, the electric but, company was frightening because they yelled at you as soon as they came on the air. Yeah, scared me every time when he yelled, "Hey, really? you guys!" I was like, oh, "No, nah, they're yelling at me." I couldn't deal with it. But yet oh. they had a Spider-Man segment, so I was kind of like, "Yeah, have to watch for Spider-Man." That was my first Spider-Man, uh, you know, interaction. Actually, was was that show? He oh. never spoke. He always taught. Had thought bubbles. Yeah. You know? I couldn't go that far because I was watching Spider-Man and his amazing friends since that was my first one. It wasn't until we started watching Electric Company in school that I realized there's a Spider-Man bit in that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I it was cheesy as mess, but it was good. I I I took it as real. Sure. Yeah. Because that's what Just we do. Like I take Buzz Lightyear as real. He's yeah. real. He's me. off somewhere in space saving the galaxy from Emperor Zerg. Who? Yeah. I kind of wonder now: is he really? Is Zerg really his father, or was he lying? Oh no, that was a joke. That was a joke for the sh for the movie. It was funny it was as heck, a great though. Joke. I'm gonna go play catch with my dad. My dad. <laughs> oh yeah, school son. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's some of the best stuff though. With the, the when we got a second Buzz in there and Buzz yeah. going wandering his toil aisle. That was I just... ever this crazy? Yeah. <laughs> I was I ever this delusional? My yeah. wife has the Toy Story um, Barbie. The uh, 
the tour guide. I'm tour guide Barbie. Oh, yeah. fun. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Bought which, that for which the fun part about the tour guide Barbie is being voiced by Jody Benson, Ariel herself. I love oh, that. really? Yes. I love I that. that. Now, right. given the option, what I would actually like the, them to have done is get Chris or, or Chris and I almost said Christopher, Chris Anthony Lansdowne. Uh, who anyone who's an Adventures and Odyssey fan will know, hi, this is Chris, but she was the voice of Barbie for all the toys. For And I think uh, she even did a few of the uh, the videos. I can't remember. Had her on the show. But it would have been perfect if they actually would have gotten her to voice Barbie. But having that little throwback, having Jody Benson come in there and voice Barbie was kind of a nice throwback to people like me who are like, you know, Little Mermaid may, may not be my favorite one of the fairy tale style Disney animated movies, but Ariel still is my favorite princess. Because oh, I'm yeah. a lot of favorite princess as a guy. I, it's still my favorite Disney animated film because um, it was the first movie I was allowed to see wow. in my life. My mom was a very strict Christian woman and movies were of the devil. And uh, so I was 16 when, when Little Mermaid came out and I saw it and I loved it so much. I bought the soundtrack. Oh, it was yeah. the first soundtrack I ever bought. I played that tape and I, I know all the songs. Oh, indeed. <laughs> to this day. And I'll do everybody a favor. I won't start singing one to get James to start singing one. I yeah. won't do it. You don't <laughs> want to hear us singing. always greener in somebody else's lake. I didn't cue you him. dream about going up there, but that, that is, is a big mistake. <laughs> I even at one point uh, found a songbook uh, at a music store. We had a piano, and I was going to learn how to play the piano just so I could play songs out of the Little Mermaid book. And I knew could, wow. I, could, I could read music from playing trumpet, so I was one-handed trying to play Little Mermaid songs, and I never could figure out the bass clef because I can't do anything with my left hand. It's useless. Oh, but if they'd have done a Toy Story song, I'm trying to turn it back to the Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> if they had done a Toy Story song, we'll got to gotten it too. But yeah, because it's Randy Newman. He wrote it all on piano anyway, I'm sure. Yeah. There we music go. Music sprayed on that, that there movie. Yes. And that's the thing. Is I didn't realize that I knew anything by Randy Newman until that movie. And then, although I've, I've heard some people talk about that they got used to Randy Newman from what he's done with Pixar. And then you go see his concerts and his... His uh, lyrical content is not as friendly as... No! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he did do... Speaking of the Muppet Show, it did uh, um, Simon Smith and his Amazing Dancing Bear, mm. which is a segment on the Muppet Show, and uh, I've actually got a um, like a CD soundtrack that's like the best of the Muppet Show and actually has that song, and it's basically... It's it's uh, Scooter the Gopher with uh, Fozzie Bear on a, on a little rope and Fozzie's dancing. Do, 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 do. And they, it's a cute little song. And uh, so Randy Newman has just the ability to write cute, fun little songs that really yeah. say so much. And, you know, speaking of like Toy Story, that uh, you got a friend in me. I mean, that is like, that is yeah. Pic- Pixar's version of When You Wish Upon a Star is You Got a Friend in Me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So let it be said. So let it be written. I love the one that plays when Buzz is trying to fly, you know? Yeah. Oh, goodness. And, and, you know, and I will go sailing no more, you know, when his, when his arms falling off Mm. and clearly I will go sailing no more. You know, it's, it's just, uh, it's heartbreaking. It's right up there with Jesse's song in the second movie, Uh. you know? So. Okay, we're all going to have a good cry now. Yeah, Pixar knows how to make people cry. Yes, Pixar knows how to go right for the feels. Especially in Toy Story 3. Mm. Oh, I cried like three different times oh, in that goodness. movie. And in, in, and in Monsters, Inc. So. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for crying moments in, in kids' movies, dude. It, <laughs> it is truth. And I, yeah. I am a 
full grown man and I'm, a, I'm not afraid to say it. I'll cry at a movie. But I'll give you some justification. These were movies were not meant to be kids' movies. It's just kind of a bad habit we've gotten that uh, where if it's animated, it must be a kids' movie. But Walt never set out making kids' movies when he animated. And that's yeah. why there's there's such depth, really, to Pixar and to a good Disney movie. There's a lot of depth, actually, underneath, you know, on the surface, the adults are going to understand. And Yeah. I mean, I remember going into... Uh, I saw Inside Out twice in theaters, and the second time I was driving a school bus, and we took, as a field trip, one of the teachers had recommended a field trip, we took all the, the middle schoolers out to go see Inside Out. And because, I mean, that is a coming-of-age story on the deeper level of all the things going on inside, where you're having to let go of some of those childhood things, and it's like your world kind of comes apart, and yet you build up with something even better, and you still get to, you know, mix, and you're, you're not, everything's not just a... Uh, a solid color. It's it's a nice blend, and so I those yeah. those kids. I mean, they got a lot out of it, and uh, I, that's that. But that's depth. It's like that's not really a kids movie. That's got some emotional depth, and a lot of things even us adults get. So I like yep. to say they're family movies. We're not talking Dora the Explorer here. We're talking Disney Pixar. That's good when yeah, they I'll do right. That. It's yeah. it's for everybody because Walt never meant to make kids movies. He never did. And he even didn't like it when people referred to when he's making a full movie that somebody just called it a cartoon. He says, no, this is not a cartoon. This is animation. Mm. He got mm. upset with somebody in a board meeting once. I've heard all kinds mm. of notorious stories of Walt. But so whenever I hear like the people like, oh, those, those kids movies, I'm like, wait a minute. It's a family movie because the adults can go in there just because it doesn't have any cleanness in it. It doesn't mean it's for kids. Right. Hence the uh, rated E for everyone, 10 and up. <laughs> so you'll find That's on. Right. <laughs> this is how I can wrap it up. up. There it is for that story show for y'all need to go and check it out. And if you do have some youngins, Red School Bus is the cleaner version. You'll have less poop jokes, I guess, <laughs> in the Red School yeah, Bus. We, we, yeah, if, if you can get cleaner in that story show, that's Red School Bus. That's and you'll have a lot more submissions by kids in the Red School Bus, too. Yeah. A lot, lot more injury stories. <laughs> that's the only stories kids have is I got hurt one time and I fell down. And I got some stitches, and my mom was like, whoa! That's, that's every kid's story ever. <laughs> and it held true at the recent event in Narthex Con. Yeah, yeah. Where kids were coming up, and one was even like, yeah, I got stitches in the back of my head. And all the time. <laughs> now, one of them made me scream into the microphone because yes. he comes up and talks about a, a, a chunk of flesh got removed from his leg. And oh. I looked down at his leg, and there's a daggum hole in his leg, a scar. And I was, I was like, ah, mm. and, and people were like, don't yell in the mic. I'm like, well, don't stick in scary. <laughs> don't, don't, don't freak them out. out. Like I can't handle, you know, destruction, like yeah. flesh destruction. That's what I was. I tried to freak you out with a story. What I really should have done is shown you the back of my leg where I have a big scar where I. Oh, no, I'm good. <laughs> they were supposed to just freeze the warts off. They decided to cut it first. Ah! Yeah, there. And I, I could have showed you that I got. I, oh. That's why I don't have any tattoos or anything. I interview. That's the thing. <laughs> I would hate you. So. But uh, that's why I don't have any tattoos or anything. I am permanently mentally scarred. I don't like anything on me that alters me permanently. So because yeah. I have scars from that whole incident, I had several. Yeah, like see, I would not have done. Oh, but it's a I Buzz Lightyear tattoo. Yeah, it's a Buzz Lightyear tattoo. That's the only tattoo I have. Is <laughs> it's kind of hard to show, yeah. but yeah. But I don't like the idea of a needle that's going to go and do stuff and permanently alter me. Because I, you know, if if I lose a limb, it'll be like my worst nightmare come true. 
Oh, boy. <laughs> so if I became Buzz Lightyear and lost an arm, I would be just a traumatized. See how I wrap so that in a nice getting package? Getting cut-off's not a problem. If you misplaced it afterwards, that would yeah. be the issue. If somebody could put it back in, except for if they thought the cannibals had eaten everything but the arm. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to wrap it back around because we've meandered everywhere. That's okay. <laughs> that kind of happens on this show. Buzz Lightyear. He's the best. He's great. <laughs> exactly. And whether just mainly because you're a collector or just because you just love the character and as presented in the films. Or even, you know what, we never even talked about the cartoon, but I didn't get to watch a whole lot of that. I never watched the cartoon. To me, it wasn't real buzz. It wasn't the same voice. It yeah. was drawn differently. Um, I know there's a whole generation of people that would argue with me, and that's fine. Uh, you are allowed to love Buzz Lightyear of Star Command all you want, but you have to admit he's simplified, he's different. There's a whole different universe, you know, um, and I was just never a fan. I started collecting and it just didn't do it for me. The yeah. costume was different. Everything was different. And um, yeah, I so. did like how they justified it where they had like the toys were sitting around actually watching the cartoon. So oh, it's see, like, it's never, like it, it's, so it existed. It existed inside the universe, but it was like it was a cartoon series that was in their world. So it wasn't like the toy buzz like okay. year. It was the cartoon that maybe helped inspire the toys. I got you. So like, yeah, it was kind of clever. It was a cute show. It was, you know, you might have liked it if you ever would decided you wanted to watch it. I don't know if you yeah. could ever find it anywhere. I don't know if they even have it on Disney Plus. Yeah, I don't either. I'm a purist though. I, I've got my buzz. There you go. And even your hair has got a buzz. Yeah. Got a haircut. And for anyone who wants, you're going to have to just go and check out that story show. You go find on YouTube and you'll find him getting a buzz. Yeah. And I'm not talking about he got high. He wasn't inventing the Muppets. that story show on YouTube. Yep. You shall see. All right. And and your bridges are basically everywhere. YouTube, of course, uh, you can find that story show, Red School Bus, and even Gospel of Kennison on there on whatever you listen to your podcasts on. Go and check them out. And you're also, of course, on, uh, I believe you have an Instagram as well. Yeah, I'm on Instagram, NLCast, uh, uh, Twitter, NLCast. Uh, it's it's because I used to have a show called Nobody's Listening, and so that was NLCast. And uh, so, yeah, but yeah, look me up online. Check out my podcast, That Story Show, uh, Red School Bus for your kids. And, and uh, it's upper elementary, lower middle school, you know, age, you know, kind of stuff. But little kids like it, too. And so uh, check it out. Yeah. Yep. Especially because you need a little bit of fun every once in a while. That's right. That's right. And we tell funny life stories and we invite you to do the same. We put your funny life stories in the spotlight. So listen for a little while. You'll think of a story to send in. We'll read it on the show. It's great. And there it is. James Kennison, everybody. Thanks, folks. All righty. So now that we get to the end of the show, we want to remind you to visit NeverlandPodcast.com. And heck, while you're on there, look there about midway down the screen. You're going to find my podcast reviews. If you click right in there, you can take a look. If you happen to have a podcast, you can get all reviews sent to you to your email address and whatnot. And you can take a look at your your emails, your, I mean, your reviews from all around the world because iTunes tends to say, well, here's your American reviews and you're living in America. So we'll just show you those. So they, they'll get your reviews from all over the place. This also gives you a convenient place to leave review for this show. Also, I want to remind you to visit our shop, which you can get to also from our website, where I've got some new designs up for some new T-shirts. I've got some on order uh, right now. Uh, but, yeah, so great new designs to go and check out right now. I think there's even doing some summer sales on some stuff. So make sure you go and check it out. We also want to thank Karen Kennedy, Ricky Pope of Christian Nerds Unite, and Darren Wilhite of the Wilhite and Wall Radio Show. 
for helping me out with the introduction. Remember, you can send an email, podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. Let me know what you thought of Lightyear if you happen to see it. You can follow us on Twitter, although I really mainly just tweet out when we have a new show. I don't get on Twitter much, but Facebook is pretty active. Neverland Podcasts, we have both a group and a Facebook like page. You can try to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And, of course, please do donate through our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast, which, of course, you can find links to all this stuff right on our website, neverlandpodcast.com. But until we see you next time, which will probably be next week because Elvis is, is going to be in the building. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, that's right, pretty mama. Ah. Yeah, get lost. <laughs> In an adventure! That would be nice if we could ever coordinate and do that at the same time. <laughs> well, I'll have to do a count-off. <laughs> well, next time we do the show and we're in the same room, I'm giving us a count-off, and you're going to hear us do it at the same time. It'll be awesome. There you go. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.